You are listening to the HCL Digital Workplace Podcast, the place where industry experts, analysts, and veterans help us identify, understand, and prepare for the upcoming digital workplace technologies and trends. If you haven't subscribed to the channel already, do it now for regular updates. This episode starts in three, two, one. Hi, I'm Tina Lincoln, and in today's episode, we'll be discussing about how artificial intelligence is bringing a radical shift in the industrial workplace and how this new wave of democratization of emerging technologies is translating data into concrete business outcomes and creating new opportunities. To talk about this, I'd like to welcome Gabe Bathstone, co-founder and CEO of Contexture, Give us over two decades of experience in implementing emerging technologies across industries and six continents. This has included innovations driving smart city, digital oil field, future soldier, and industrial augmented reality applications. Contexture is well recognized in the World Economic Forum as one of the world's promising startups that works at the forefront of technological and business model innovation. Hi, Gabe. Hi, Tina, and thank you very much for having me here. I'm really looking forward to our discussion. It's a pleasure to host you here and really appreciate for joining us today. Everyone is talking on how the influx of new technologies and processes have driven an unprecedented expansion across organizations. However, we are also witnessing how the blue-collar workforces have only experienced a limited impact from such transformative initiatives in our industries. Why, according to you, have the blue-collar workers been relatively left behind during these technological revolutions? The environment that we see around blue-collar workers today is really the consequence of multiple factors. You know, traditionally, the industrial worker is viewed as, as someone who executes the work that comes from above, those top-down decisions, or just executes against work packages they've been delivered, right? Very simple work done by simple people, or perhaps even considered irrelevant to the process, right, in the case of automation. And frankly, neither of those cases considers just the vital day-to-day involvement and expertise that these blue-collar workers make in minute-to-minute decisions that impact cost, quality, safety, customer satisfaction, and frankly are just the lifeblood of the operation and maintenance of any company that has complex assets and the stereotypical notion that that exists out there you know that blue collar workers don't like technology or or they can't use technology is just false Um, but this falsehood has led to a real gap in technology used to support these workers in their jobs now you've also got this kind of the boogeyman association of new technologies and where do they fit in the industrial workplace i think there's a um a lingering sentiment from the blue collar side of this equation that automation is going to take all those jobs. And so, so there's also barriers that come from the worker side, not just from the management side or the corporate side. But the reality is it's not easy to automate any occupation, right? If you study the numbers, right? If you look at the research, narrow AI, right? AI focused on certain tasks is focused on just that tasks. It's not about jobs. And there are very few jobs that can completely be automated but there can be a great human machine interface where we blend 
the power of computing with the power of human ingenuity to really make a difference and, and create these skilled trades workers of the future. Because the reality is we need it, right? The environment is more complex. It's more dynamic. The equipment is more complex and it's more sensitive. And the expectations and demands of the market are higher. So we really need to figure this out. Totally agree. We are definitely at an inflection point for technology and human resources in our workplaces. Speaking of such modern-day shifts in our industries, what do you think has sparked the change for the blue-collar workforce now? I think it's safe to say the change we're seeing now comes from a variety of sources, not the least of which, of course, is the pandemic, which quickly showed the entire world at the same time that the way we always did things didn't have to be the way we always do things because we were presented with no choice and we adapted. And I think when you look at the blue collar side of this, there's a few other ideas that we quickly saw didn't reflect reality when you put it to the test. And and the importance of those frontline and last mile workers, uh, the perception of what they needed, how important they were, and how many more of them we need to operate as a society became quickly apparent. You know, many of these next generation blue collar workers are already tech savvy. You know, they're something that we didn't necessarily think. And they expect perhaps demand this kind of technology and, and aids in their work to be successful. The hardware, of course, has changed what's, what's possible. The data environments, of course, changed. So the underlying foundational technical aspects have certainly changed. But these workers want to use technology in their jobs. And the idea that they would have to look through paper manuals and all kinds of these things that we saw, you know, in the 1970s and 1980s that still exist on the last mile today is just not acceptable to them. Because in their personal lives, they've been exposed to the potential and the value of technology through their phones and through the apps that they use in their day-to-day life. And of course, they rightfully wonder, where is this in my work life? And so that's where it puts a, a demand on us in industry to provide them with those tools, to give them a modern workplace. And I think the importance of technology will not only help those who are in those jobs, but help make a more accessible workplace for the younger workers and a workplace that they actually want to work in. So as industries move forward, you know, the adoption of artificial intelligence and predictive analytics are going to increase. There's, there's no question. And we can certainly see that younger generations are well-placed to, to move in with this progression. They're already using technology every single day to simplify their lives, to make them more productive, and, and to allow them to multitask. And the idea that we aren't going to extend those benefits to the workplace is just makes us seem outdated and unappealing as an industry when you whether it be aerospace and defense automotive mining right those big traditional industries we've got to step up the game to be appealing to that next generation workforce and this idea that you know oh you come in and you'll earn your stripes and you'll do it the hard way that's not going to work with these new generations and nor should it work they expect resources they expect insights and they expect technology that works for them and so if we're open to the ideas and demands of the next generation workforce, we're going to provide them with the opportunity to create solutions that we hadn't thought of. And we're going to have that skilled workforce of the future that we need. And we're going to have people who want to come into these industries and make a difference and help us all grow the economy. That was a very insightful discussion. It is clear that enterprises will need to facilitate future workforce in more ways than one to truly achieve their business potential. 
This changing landscape of our industrial workplace clearly has huge implications for the companies. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we're beginning to focus on the, the needed skills to embrace the digital revolution. You know, it's important that we don't forget the loss of crucial institutional intelligence or, or tribal knowledge, as it's sometimes referred to, uh, that exists in this kind of demographic shift that we've seen from from the baby boomer generation to these next generations. And, and the reality is almost all industrial enterprises are threatened by the large-scale impact of a generation, in some cases a couple of generations of skilled workers retiring. You know, baby boomers, as I mentioned, represent a sizable portion of the industrial workforce. And many of them, if not most of them, are poised to retire over the next five to seven years. And out the door with them goes process, procedural knowledge, extensive organizational knowledge. And the reality is there is not enough time or people to do it on the job training. The way that we used to transfer knowledge is too slow, but we have to get this knowledge to the next generation. And so if we need to do that in a fast, scalable way, we've got to look at new methodologies to deliver real-time intelligence to the blue-collar worker in their context based on their digital identity. That's possible. There's no reason we shouldn't be doing that. And so instead of perceiving these facts as a threat, right, whether it be to society or a company that requires some massive cultural shift, I think we should view it as an opportunity to do things differently, do things better, frankly. We need to approach these challenges with a greater emphasis on the impact of the worker. We need to take a human-centric approach to this that's focused on outcomes, not on technology. Right? We don't need solutions looking for problems. We need problems that are addressed by good, focused technology. And when you take you know, the proper application of innovative software solutions, we can rapidly upskill and reskill workers to fill the rapidly growing gaps in our industrial workforce. There is no doubt in my mind that most blue-collar jobs would be very difficult to automate. Certainly you can automate tasks, but you won't be automating many jobs in the short term. And so that doesn't mean that artificial intelligence and big data don't have a huge role in transforming. I think it, what it means is we need to take a different look at the application of AI and machine learning and big data and how those can amplify human ingenuity, how they can support the worker, how they can work in collaboration between humans and machines. That's the real answer. That's the next step. That's the panacea that we want to work towards. And when we see humans and machines as complementary assets that are powered by AI to help with that communication, you are going to see dramatic and practical and pragmatic improvements to safety, productivity, and efficiency. These aren't dreams. These are realities that we can implement, and we can begin implementing them today. To take an essence of what you're saying, of the future work is seemingly pointing towards a symbiotic relation between man and machine. So what kind of a business impact should we expect from these developments? The business impact, kind of this new relationship between man and machine, you know, I think clearly is going to impact companies that employ large blue-collar workers, um, in our perspective, the most. And it starts, of course, with, you know, a human-centric approach to the workplace. And, you know, I think there's a lot of reality and a lot of truth, you know, in that old statement, you know, happy employees equals happy customers. And so that starts with being able to attract and retain the next generation of talent. 
And those who bring new technologies and new capabilities to the workforce are going to benefit from better retention, better hiring, better talent. And of course, talent is what grows your business. Talent is what allows you to scale most businesses. And so those who don't see uh, the need to bring in new technology and software and, and to provide a different kind of work experience, particularly for industrial workers, you're going to have trouble retaining them. You're going to see higher turnover in the workers who come as they get frustrated with an outdated approach to business operations. You know, companies need to leverage technology that mimics the usage that these people are doing in their everyday life. Tablets with apps that enable them to integrate logistics and fulfillment. You know, getting help and figuring out the most efficient way to get from A to B, you know, providing recommendations on what they're doing and allow them to provide feedback on those recommendations, getting some ways to train and to prepare for work that they hadn't done before. That might be virtual reality. That could be augmented reality. And I think if we take that human centric approach, you know, human centric machine learning, intelligent context creation, we can now develop, you know, things like an intelligent personal agent, advanced virtual assistants, chatbots, as they're sometimes referred to, that now deliver actionable insights at the point of service that are customized to the user. And when you weave together the power of AI and IoT data and throw in some enterprise linkages, you get workers the right information at the right time on the right device. And, and you know, that's really what started context air, you know, context air is actually Latin uh, and its definition is to weave together. And that's really where we saw the opportunity is if you weave together this information, this data, this technology, you can have real solutions. And of course, context air is also the source word uh, for the English word context, which is context is king. Context is the key to being able to apply knowledge and information to solve problems. And so we're just big believers in that. And, and we really think that if we can get these industrial enterprises to adopt these technology-based solutions that improve both the effectiveness and the efficiency of their industrial workers, it's going to have a monumental impact because the technology is there. We've seen the advances in mobile, in AR, in machine learning, and now we've just got to map it to human ingenuity and together we can get to that better place that we talked about earlier, right? right? Which is we want higher productivity. We want better safety. And in particular, I think today we really need to spend a little time thinking also about reducing the time to proficiency of new employees, because as we bring this new workforce in, that's going to become, I think, a metric that becomes more important uh, every single day. I'm sure our listeners now have a lot to think about when it comes to the future of industrial workplaces and the changing role of the blue-collar workforce the human resource in them, how emerging technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning are poised to alter the man-machine dynamic for the better in the coming future. With this, we have come to the end of this episode and I want to thank you, Gabe, for taking your time out to share insightful views with the listeners. Well, thanks for a great discussion, Tina. really appreciate the time uh, and hope that we speak again soon. Take care. This episode of the HCL Digital Workplace podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more insights on how to identify, understand, and prepare for a world of possibilities around the new and upcoming digital workplace technologies and trends. 
Don't forget to rate and review this episode so that we can keep bringing you the most relevant content. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.